This is Billy D with Cascade Hoops Report. I hope you enjoy our conference reviews. And as you listen, please understand, we do the best we can with pronunciations of names and towns. But if we ever mispronounce a name or town you're familiar with, please just correct us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. We would appreciate the help. I also want all my friends in the Crossroad League to know that I'm working on breaking my bad habit of calling it the Crossroads Conference. Thank you and enjoy the review. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. I'm thrilled today to introduce our friend and basketball analyst, a guy who loves NAI basketball, CT. Hello, CT. How you doing? I'm here and ready to talk some basketball. So today... I thought we would go through the Crossroad Conference, just look at the various teams. We don't do predictions, and we're not here to make enemies in the Crossroad Conference, but just to give the fans a view of you know what could happen in that league this year. So, CT, give us just a bit of your background. You played NAI ball, didn't you? I played long ago at Oregon Tech and just always loved the game and have paid attention small college NAI basketball ever since. It's a great sport. There's great fans. And it's always exciting to enter a season like this. And you were blessed to be able to play under one of the winningest basketball coaches in the history of the game. Coach Miles was a great coach. Learned a lot and have utilized those same skills throughout my life since and always reflect back on those special days of being part of a special program. Well, I used to be very proud of that. I think he had 347 alumni or something. To be one of that special group, that's something special in your life. Always look forward to being part of their season, that's for sure. So let's take a look kind of a high-level look at the Crossroads Conference, always a competitive conference. Last year, uh, Spring Arbor came out of that conference, won the national championship, and, of course, beat Oregon Tech in that championship game. Spring Arbor, they are loaded coming back. They had Tom Hamilton graduate, but Paul Marindad is the heart and soul of that team. 254 assists. He's got a good contingent around him, and Brandon Durnell out of Fort Wayne, Luke Barber out of Canton, Michigan, Jeff Beckman out of Shelby, Michigan, and then uh, six-man Peyton DeWilt out of Midland, Michigan. So look for Spring Arbor to be uh, competitive again this year. They were tough last year, weren't they, CT? You know, they gained a lot of experience in a season, and they have they expect that again this year. And you can just see it from their demeanor. They're going to make a run at this whole thing again, without a doubt. Well, they definitely, they're definitely going to be one to watch, but they're also going to have a bullseye on their back. A lot of teams want that title. Another team that had a great year in the crossroads, Indiana Wesley, and they're out of Marion, Indiana, 30-6 and six last year, 14-4, and four, and they lost in the round of eight to Oregon Tech. Uh, they've graduated Evan Maxwell, just a 6'10 powerhouse out of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, his 17 points and six and a half rebounds. And then a point guard that CT, you and I both admire, Joel Okafor out of Lagos, Nigeria. They, he has graduated. Well, they'll miss his strength, won't they? One of the strongest guards you'll ever see, probably at any level. Indiana Wesleyan, traditionally always a big powerhouse, but especially this last decade at the national tournament, has really gone on a tear and is always right there at the front door of winning a championship, always to be respected. And then Grant Smith has transferred to Indiana Tech. They're going to miss his 11 points and 150 assists. One of the best passers in uh, the NAI. That'll be a bit of a loss. But they do return Kyle Mangus. He's only a junior. 
6-4 out of Warsaw, Indiana. His 24 points and five rebounds. 82 threes last year. He's a heck of a player, CT. Top player in the country, uh, arguably. Player of the year as a freshman. But having a solid season, another shoe-in first-team All-American. Gift probably coming for him again. Uh, what a special player. Indiana Wesleyan's been gifted having a guy like that in the program, and he's just going to lead them to a big, strong season once again. And teaming up with, with him will be Cannon Coffey, a senior 6'3", out of Batavia, Illinois, nine points, four rebounds. And then Evan's little brother, Seth, but he's seven foot, not 6'10". He's a sophomore. He had 49 blocks last year. He's really going to be a powerhouse as well. So they've got a great returning core. And CT, listen to this. They went out and really filled the cupboard. They've got Tanner Rubio, a six-foot guard out of Maitland, Florida, he started 25 games at D1 Jacksonville University. We'll see how that fits in. Uh, we never know how chemistry goes. He's got a lot of skills. He's got some proven talent and uh, some high-level play. Indiana Wesleyan just has a lot to offer everyone and always fills the cover, like you said, with a great recruiting base. And uh, they're just you know, unmatched. They're always going to be fighting right there at the top. So Rubio, they'll have him for a year. He's a senior. And then they also brought in Michael Thompson. He'll be a junior. He's a transfer out of Treveca Nazarene in Nashville. So Indiana Wesleyan, they're uh, definitely going to fight back, get that title in the crossroads, and they want to get back to that Final Four and compete for a title in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Another team that had a great year last year in the crossroads was Marion. They're out of Indianapolis. They went 28-8, and 13-5 in conference. They're really getting hit with uh, graduation. They lose J.J. Henderson, Wes Stowers, and uh, Reginald Cassanio. They lose 50 points, three starters. So, C.T., that, that's going to hurt them this year. Yeah, however, they're a program. Their coach is so well-connected throughout all ranks of basketball. He is a master of bringing in a lot of replacements or a lot of high-level replacements. I don't think they have updated today exactly what they got going on on a roster yet, but don't be surprised. They're going to be right there in the hunt and built back to the same level they were last year. I expect that from them for sure. Well, they definitely have some returners to build around. They have junior forward Cameron Walter out of Fishers, Indiana, junior guard Sterling Brown out of Carmel, Indiana, and then a sophomore guard, Hayton Lankabelle, 6'1 guard out of Morristown, Indiana. Also, a big man in the wings there, a senior, Jonathan Nwanko. He's going he's gonna to have to give him some good minutes with Cassanio graduating. Don't count Marion out, but they've definitely got some rebuilding to do, C.T., I think their fans will be pleasantly surprised probably when this takes off because don't ever count them out on anything for sure. Mount Vernon Nazarene in Mount Vernon, Ohio. They lost to Morningside last year in the round of 16. They went 27-8 and last year, 12-6 and in conference. They've graduated Brent Vipperman and Jeremiah Roberts and Jordy Moss. So Vipperman, 14 points, 5 rebounds. He hit 20% of their threes. That's going to be a loss. Roberts went almost 10 points, 5 rebounds. And Jordy Moss, he was a big 7-footer. Uh, he wasn't a starter, but he had one-third of their blocks, 10% of their rebounds. So they're losing some talent there, but they have a great core coming back. They're going to be led by Jevin Knox out of Marysville, Ohio. He's a junior this year. As a sophomore, he hit 188 threes, 19 points, 6 rebounds. He's going to be that leader of this team. 
And boy, he's got some good players around him. Jacob Paul, a uh, starter last year out of Canton, Ohio, 10 points, three rebounds. Another starter, be a senior this year, Austin Jones, 13 points, 10 rebounds. He's out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And then he didn't start, but Isaac White, he scored eight points a game last year, hit 20% of the team's three-pointers. He's out of Ashland, Ohio. So Mount Vernon Nazarene is definitely going to be a tough team to contend with this year, CT. They're just loaded there in the crossroads, aren't they? They're just from top to bottom. Mount Vernon Nazarene played the three-card shuffle with Indiana Westland, Spring Arbor, all jockeying for first place in the crossroads last year. And for uh, number one ranking in the country, they're all floating back and forth from number one to number six, back and forth. And it was just nobody could even figure out what was going to transpire at the end of their conference play but crossroads leagues uh, teams like that just hitting head to head every night competing for number one as if those teams weren't enough we've got a couple of perennial powers we have to talk about st francis indiana out of fort wayne indiana there they had a bit of a down year for st francis 16 and 15 9 and 9 in the crossroads Unfortunate for them. They knew they were going to have to work hard. Um, they didn't make the, play, make the uh, national tournament, but uh, Coach Lacrosse has got six incoming freshmen. They got a lot of returners. They're fast. They're quick. They've got a schedule that favors them to look for them to have a big preseason record here, and especially entering the crossroads in their first two games, too. They could really make a statement and establish themselves in their first 10 games, 7 to 10 games of the season. So it'll be exciting to see where they're going. Well, look for St. Francis to make a, a bit of a comeback. They've got several returners. Connor Lawton-Heisel out of Convoy, Ohio, 14 points average last year. And then they got another senior, CT. You and I met his father at the tournament when he was a freshman, uh, Austin Compton, a six-foot guard out of Frankton, in Indiana. He had 87 assists last year. Hunter Hollowell, he's a junior out of Huntington, Indiana, 87 threes last year. And then uh, one more, Jeffrey Reynolds. He played 22 minutes as a freshman last year, 6'7 forward. I think you're right. I think Coach Chad Lacrosse there in his 10th season is ready to bring St. Francis back. Like I said, they're, they're really looking to establish themselves early because they're going to need to. They finished the crossroads with a really tough finish schedule, so they're going to really have to boost themselves up, put the fear in people to hold themselves to carry through that league. Another another perennial power, a team that in 1998 beat Oregon Tech in the championship game, Bethel out of uh, Mississauga, Indiana. They went 21 and 11 last year, respectable year, 10 and 8 in conference. They lost to IU East in the tournament, two point overtime game in the first round. They lost five seniors, and including that was 47 points and 16 rebounds a game. So the core of the last several years that all were together fell a little short in the national tournament. Bethel this year is a perennial power, always to be respected. They've made a coaching change with a new coach, Steve Draven, and what a perfect time for him to set the stage with his new program, building his style and his team. He's got two seniors coming in, five juniors, and he's recruited six freshmen. You know how their season goes. They've got a real tough preseason looking at, looking ahead right now. So they're going to have to really find themselves early. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be building on Trevian Cruz. He was second team All American, twenty points, eight and a half 
rebounds, 179 assists. He appear he's only going to be a junior this year. He appears to be a great basketball player. Kyle Hartman is not on the roster. That'll be a loss for them. Uh, but they also bring back Jared D. Hart. He's only a sophomore. He was a six man last year, six points, two and a half rebounds. But I think it well, looks to me like a rebuilding year for them. Yes, but what a perfect opportunity for the new coaching staff is because they've got this great return. Cruz, uh, he's a floor general. He's running the show. They've got him to build around veteran their special times right there. It might take a little while. It's always a transition, trying to find yourself and establish the program and get the guys in your system. But uh, they've got a foundation right there, and they're going to go in the right direction. And CT, never count out a team that leads the country in free throw percentage. So Huntington, 16 and 15 last year, 6 and 12 in conference. What do they look like, CT? Well, last year they were the most even Steven team in the country. Statistically across the board, they were about as even as every opponent they had. The record was 16 and 15. They have got a lot of returners here. They've got a lot of hungry young sophomores. Got their trial at a tough season and tough conference. They're looking to scare some people, but what they really need is some big signature wins. Not bread and butter play, but uh, they're consistent. They're as consistent as anybody there is. They're focused, and what they need is some breakout wins against some of this tough competition. They definitely have a couple of big losses. Tyler Aaron's a 6'8 forward out of uh, Sweetser, Indiana. He's got uh, 14.5 points, six rebounds. And then, unfortunately for them, Zach Owens has transferred over Emporia State. Uh, they're going to miss his 15.5 points, three rebounds. But they do bring back Connor Platt out of Huntington, Indiana. He hit 74 threes last year. Andrew Yoder, Shipshawana, Indiana, 15 minutes a game last year. And also sophomore Caleb Middlesworth, 6'8", uh, forward out of Marion, Indiana. He scored 15.5 points. So they've got, a, they've got something to build around, but they've definitely lost to graduation and transfer. We'll see how that plays out. So, CT, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a team that both you and I agree could be have a breakout year. So we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back. Cascade Hoop Talk. Billy D. with uh, CT here today. If you like this podcast, please favorite and subscribe. Pass it on to your friends. Let's get the word on NAI basketball out. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. That's Cascade Hoop Talk. So let's continue our review of the Crossroads League. CT, there's a team that both you and I agree uh, could have a breakout year. 18 and 16 last year. Grace, uh, they were 5 and 13. They're in Winona Lake, Indiana. What do you see with Grace, CT? Well, they got a first-year head coach, Scott Moore. He's been an assistant for seven years there. He's a Grace alumni as well, but he's taken the reins of this wagon. And I think they have some high expectations. Last year, they were really beating on the door to the top of the crossroads. Just a lot of overtime losses and losses by three, a couple of good wins. But we're right there that the uh, just dangerous team. They they lost one power senior from last year. They lost 19 points and nine rebounds from Godfrey. But they've got five guys back. They've got the core of this whole thing, and he's brought in five freshmen. I think they have real high expectations for this season. Well, they return a lot of starters. Let's go through some of these. Senior Charlie Warner out of Westfield, Indiana, a 6'5 forward. He had 87 threes, 17 points. He's going to be a key returner. Another senior, he was a part-time starter. Jarrett Sons out of Rushville, Indiana, a 6'7 forward, 9 points, 3.5 rebounds. 
Braxton Linville out of Napanee, Indiana, 6'2 guard, 5 points, 3.5 rebounds. Hayden Deaton out of Lafayette, Indiana, he's a senior, 6'5 forward. He hit 63 threes and, and averaged 19 points. And then they have sophomore Eddie Gill, the fourth, from Carmel, Indiana, who played 18 minutes a game as a freshman last year. So when I looked through Grace, it appeared to me that it was a very deep team. They played a, a lot of players last year. They played last year. They played a lot. They had three big scores. That was Godfrey. They lost, but this Deaton and Warner between the two of them, that's 38 points a game from last year. Uh, they're both six five swingmen, and they're ready to have huge senior seasons. And I just got really big expectations for this. They're dangerous. Uh, everybody in the league knows it. They're really going to compete for playoff positions. And they've got high expectations for themselves, and I think they're ready to prove it. Well, that's just what the crossroad needs, one more power team to throw into the mix. So we'll have to watch Grace. I don't think they're going to sneak up on anybody, though. And then a team that struggled a bit last year, Taylor. Uh, CT, what do you see from them this year? So Taylor only lost one starter from last year's team. They've got four big core returners, Robertson, Hubbard, McLeod, and Dagan Cole. They're always dangerous at home. Uh, they're loaded with a lot of sophomores, a couple of juniors, a couple of seniors, a lot of players that have got a season two or three under their belt. Again, everyone's always got high expectations. One thing I think about Taylor is they're always a spoiler. Tough at home. And I would look to them to have a couple of big signature wins at home. They always sneak up on somebody and get those big home wins. You know, they're going to play hard and uh, compete and see where this team goes. Continuing with the crossroads, Goshen Maple Leafs out of Goshen, Indiana, eight and twenty-two last year, two and sixteen. They've dearly lost to graduation. Demarcus Stuckey, six-foot guard out of Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, he was really their offense last year, wasn't he? Pretty much across the board. Big loss for them. They're short on their site of roster this year, so we're uncertain of a complete roster. They do got two seniors returning, but we'll see how where they go with this. Yeah, they their roster reflects no key returnees. Just hard to get a read on them. I but it appears that head coach John Troff there is in just a full rebuilding. Well, it's definitely going to be a great year in the crossroads. I want to tell everybody out there in the Midwest, if you have an NAI team, a crossroads team near your town, tomorrow, go down and get your season tickets. A pair of season tickets generally cost less than a weekend outing with your wife. You're going to enjoy every weekend all the way up to March. It's the best entertainment money can buy. And the Crossroads League is great NAI basketball, competitive, quality athlete. Get out there and, and support these teams. CT, that Crossroads Conference is going to be tough again. Really enjoyed uh, working with you today. Would you be available to go through some more conferences in the future? Look forward to talking to you, Billy D, and talking about some other great conferences across the country. Well, thank you very much. It's been great to have you. Again, uh, if you like this podcast, favorite it and share it. And join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. Thank you, everybody.